so dynamic, so magnetic, so effervescent, so full of energy and vitality. Is it Herman? No. Is it Sherman? No. Is it Eddie? Is it Freddie? Oh, no, no, no. Is it Hart? Is it Schaffner? Is it Marx, perhaps? Oh, you'll never, never guess it. Don't snap your cap. Is just Miss Judy Garland. Here's the little gal who's earned a number one priority in your pinup department, both in your barracks wall and in your heart, Judy Garland. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Old Time Radio. This is Mindy, and you're listening to The Judy Garland Show. Next in our series is Judy's turn as Mistress of Ceremonies for Mail Call, aired May 17th, 1944. She's again joined by Jimmy Durante and Bing Crosby. You may start to pick up on a theme throughout this show. Judy will sing Clang 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 with the trolley, and Bing will sing Love 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 and Amor Amor. Only two amours, not three, but it's a fancy word, so it holds its own. Anyway, <laughs> breaking the trend, Judy will sing a song about the Seabees. I believe it's their anthem or theme. I'm not sure how they classify that. For those who don't know, a Seabee, spelled S-E-A-B-E-E, is a member of the United States Naval Construction Forces. The term CB actually comes from the initials CB or Construction Battalion. This is the group that goes out and builds the bases and does the bulldozing and makes the airstrips and the roadways and everything else the military needs building. This reminded me of a, a long time ago when I was working for a newspaper as a writer. And this is a print newspaper, not online, uh, because I'm slightly that old. <laughs> I'm barely old enough to claim that. So it was actually in Logan, Utah. I was assigned to do a story on all the living generations in Cache Valley where Logan, Utah is located. And if you're not familiar, Utah's the box with the chimney, and Logan's at the very top of the chimney. Anyway, so I was interviewing people of different ages to talk about their generation, their parents, grandparents, and if they had children, you know, what they foresaw in their their children's future. And one of the the people I was able to talk to was an older gentleman who was a CB. And he was very polite and very kind and gave me quite the education on what a CB actually was. Because when he first said it, I thought he meant like a CB radio. And of course, I'm sure they use them, but that's not what he was talking about. <laughs> anyway, so a nice, a nice shout out to the CBs there from Judy and myself. So all three of them end up singing a song at the end together. And they have a conversation about how they wish they didn't always have to sing. That, you know, they're, they like to be given dramatic roles as well. And that reminded me that there are actually three that I know of, Judy movies, where she doesn't sing. And this is a good trivia question. What are the three movies that Judy Garland starred in that she did not have any singing whatsoever? Those would be The Clock, Judgment at Nuremberg, and A Child is Waiting. I've been privileged to see all three of these. And I think they are all three fantastic films. The Clock is a love story uh, set in World War II. It's a very whirlwind romance. It's it's sweet and it's kind of unexpected. It's melancholy almost. It, Judgment at Nuremberg is a beautiful film. There was outstanding performances. It had Burt Lancaster, 
Spencer Tracy, who was just excellent as the main judge. He, he to me, was the real revelation, possibly, just because at that point I had only seen him with Catherine Hepburn in those comedies, and, and he does a great job in that, but this was something so drastically different than what I had seen him in and really gave me an appreciation for Spencer Tracy. And Judy's role is so emotional and she plays it beautifully. And Montgomery Clift is, it's just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Then the third one is A Child is Waiting. And this one's just unique in general to me. I It has a very low-key storytelling and it's Judy working in a home for children with uh, mental and emotional disabilities. And she becomes too attached to one of the, the children that doesn't really seem like he's quite as impaired as the others. And again, Burt Lancaster, I believe, is the, the school uh, psychologist. And they butt heads on how to best approach this child. And it it's, it's different. It wasn't critically well received, I don't believe. But I would recommend that too. It you know, they had children in the cast that had disabilities and she is so warm and caring and it's just, a, it's not saccharine. It's not <laughs> preachy even. I think it's just a very matter of fact portrayal of what working in that kind of institution is like. So all three of these are actually coming up on TCM. Check your local listings. But from where I am, all three of them are on Fridays. The clock will be on Friday, April 15th. And Judgment at Nuremberg and A Child is Waiting is on April 29th. So, gear up to clang, 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 love, 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 and amor, amor. <laughs> With Jimmy, Judy, and Bing. For May 1944, this is Mail Call. Mail Call from the United States of America. servicemen and women of the United Nations. Here's Mail Call, one big package of words, music, and laughter delivered to you by the stars from whom you want to hear in answer to the request you send to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Well, tonight's Mail Call is dedicated to the servicemen and women from the state of Minnesota. And standing at the microphone now to act as your mistress of ceremonies is the pride of Grand Rapids, Minnesota, singing... Clang, clang, clang went the trolley from her latest picture, the lovely young star, Judy Garland. strings from the moment I saw him I fell 
chug, chug, chug went the motor. Thump, thump, thump went the brake. Thump, thump, thump went my heartstrings. When he smiled, I could feel the car shake. He tipped his hat and took a seat. He said he hoped he hadn't stepped upon my feet. He asked my name. I held my breath. I couldn't speak because he scared me half to death. Buzz, buzz, buzz went the buzzer. Bop, bop, bop went the wheels. Stop, stop, stop went my heartstrings. As he started to go, then I started to know how it feels when the to leave, I took hold of his sleeve with my hand, and as if it were planned, he stayed on with me, and it was grand just to stand with his hand holding on to the end of the line. gang all over the world, especially you guys and gals from good old Minnesota. It's great to be with you, and I hope you enjoy this little gopher get-together. I beg your pardon, my pretty maid, but is this a private taffy pull, or can anybody tug some and leave some? Well, Bing Crosby, I'm glad to see you. (laughs) Bing, this is indeed a pleasant surprise. Well, I'm happy to be here, Judith. I wouldn't want to blow a chance to say hello to you and to all my friends from Minnesota. It's a grand old state. Oh, have you been there? Oh, yes, yes. Many times have I fished in Minnesota's sky-colored lakes. Matter of fact, I was up there fishing with Bob Hope only last summer. Did you have any luck? Oh, yes. First day, Hope landed a 125-pound blonde. (laughs) It was quite a catch. Yeah, but her dad was a game warden. Had to throw her back. (laughs) Oh, that's too bad. I'll bet you'll never go to Minnesota again. On the contrary, Judy. I plan to go duck hunting there this very fall. (laughs) How can you go duck hunting? It's it's pretty tough to get shotgun shells, isn't it? Oh, I don't need shells or a gun. I just crank my portable Victrola and lay a Sinatra record on them. <laughs> now, wait just a minute, Bing. I think Sinatra's voice is very pleasant and soothing. To human beings, maybe, but to ducks, fatal. <laughs> Murdered many a mallard, that boy. <laughs> oh, fancy that. Anyhow, Bing, how do you happen to be such a duck hunter? Oh, we Crosbys have been hanging around the blinds for years. As a matter of fact, my my grandfather, Grandpa was a very famous duck hunter. He went duck hunting all the time. Do tell. The old boy was a pioneer. He came to the coast with my grandmother, who was a champion swimmer. A swimmer? Mm-hmm. 
What did she do? Retrieve for your grandfather? That's what she did. That's what she did. Never chewed up a bird in her entire life. <laughs> I can still see Granny after a hunting trip, sitting by the fireplace, picking buckshot out of her muzzle. <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> now, now, look, Bing, uh, have you got a song for the boys and girls? I sure have. I'd like to run through Love, Love, Love. Well, good, good, good. May I have a bell note, please? Imagine you imagining that you love me Starting on a family tree Imagine starting on a family tree The papa is you and the mama is me If your heart goes bumpity-bump It's love, love, love Then if your throat comes up with a lump It's love, love, love If your knees go knockity-knock it's love, love, love And if you cuckoo like the cuckoo in the clock It's love, love, love Imagine you, imagining a man and a wife It's love, love, love We're going by a fork in the night Imagine eating meat a fork in the night How rich you would be for the rest of your life If your heart goes bumpity-bump by Bing Crosby, a duck hunter of note and notes. And in a voice not unlike that of a Canadian honker in distress. <laughs> you know, Judy, I was wondering if I ever hit your, your hometown in Minnesota. I mean, where did the stork tell you to bail out? I was born in a little town called Grand Rapids, Minnesota, Bing. Grand Rapids, eh? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wish to challenge the veracity of that statement. This must be the cyclone season. Well, right? Jimmy Durante! Yeah. Jimmy, did you say you don't believe I was born in Grand Rapids, Minnesota? Precisely. The metropolis of Grand Rapids happens to be in the sovereign state of Michigan. I know it's Grand Rapids, Michigan, because that's the label on all my genuine antique furniture. <laughs> Yeah, but there is a Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Rubbish. Follow the Rollin' into Mitzu. 
I don't even believe there's such a place as Minnesota. A likely name for a state, Minnesota. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, now, Jimmy, do you mean... <laughs> do you mean to say you never heard of a state called Minnesota? He talks with such nonchalance. <laughs> don't try and trap me, Bingo. The only two states I'm personally acquainted with are New York and Hollywood. Okay. We'll drop the subject then, Jaime. What state were you born in? Complete nudity, naturally. No, I mean, what state of the Union? That has never been proven. And the fight to, and the fight to claim me is still raging. New York says I was born in Texas. Texas says I was born in Vermont, and Vermont says I was never born. It's a mess. I think you were born, Jimmy. I'll lay six and a half to five. You're darn right I was born. I often heard my pater remark Your that... pater? Yeah, you know, my brother. <laughs> I'm a little educated, too. Oh, your brother, huh? Who'd you think he was, my old man? Well, what did your pater remark, Jimmy? Well, my father was pacing up and down the hospital when out came the nurse. Yes? She says, Mr. Durrani, congratulations. You're the father of a bouncy nine-pound nose. <laughs> well, Jimmy, now that you've been born by a nose, I think a little music is in order. Gang, I'd like to do a new song about a Navy outfit who's really doing big things. No job is too tough for them. Believe me, they live up to their motto. Can do, will do did. So for the CBs and with the assistance of the Armed Forces Radio Orchestra, can do, will do, the song of the CBs. Judy, that was mighty stirring. Well, thank you for them kind words, Dr. Crosby. Nothing, Judith. When you vocalize, it is only fitting that I should wrap my rack in the complimentary manner. <laughs> that guy is a toot-sayer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gotta <laughs> stick around for that one line. <laughs> that guy is a soothsayer, sensation. Such a dear, sweet boy. How about a bit of metal locking from you? I'm glad to oblige, Judy. Shall we say amor, amor? to filibuster to oblige. Thanks. Very dispensary of you. Let's have it, uh, Jimmy. What seems to be the trouble? It's like this, Bing. Here I am in Hollywood, and the more than I get here, I'm a sensation, a terrific success. Really? Yeah, I got a room. 
great. Then what's the beef? It's my personal life. It's a shambles. Wherever I go, the finger of scorn is pointed at me. I can't face my friends. How come? I ain't got a butler. <laughs> you ain't got no butler, huh? The no. shame of it, the shame of it, the utter I overwhelming shame. Yes. <laughs> Give him an inch, they take eight lines. repeat that line, Mr. Bingo. The overwhelming shame of it. Yes. All I get from them fair weather friends of mine now is mockery and derision. But from you, Bing, I expect there's something warmer. Sarcasm, at least. <laughs> Don't you see how it is, Bingo? I want to be a gentleman. I just got to be a gentleman. Why? Because that's what it says on the door of my room. <laughs> can sleep in a tiled bedroom, but Jimmy, the health problem, being what it is, could I get you a butler? Where could I get him? I just saw you talking to one, that fellow over there. Oh, you mean Arthur Treacher? Yeah. <laughs> well, now, not everyone can sleep in a tiled bedroom, but Jimmy, the health problem, being what it is, could I get you a butler? Where could I get him? I just saw you talking to one, that fellow over there. Oh, you mean Arthur Treacher? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Ned Sparks in a bad mood. <laughs> but he's a great butler, I know. I've seen him butler. Oh, Arthur Treacher isn't a butler. He's an actor. You've only seen him butler for people in pictures. So what? If you can help Ronald Coleman on with his pants, pour tea for Norma Shear, and simonize Donamichi's teat. Expected that to do no good? <laughs> He's good enough for me. Well, I don't know how much good it'll do, but I'll introduce you to him. Arthur? Arthur Treacher? Would you step over here for a moment? Certainly, old boy, glad to oblige. Arthur, I'd like to have you know Jimmy Durante. Why? <laughs> One moment, Jeeves. Don't hand me none of that drawing room lip. Well, this is no part of this. I shall join Miss Garland in the dispensary. And now, and now I'm a good man. Let's get to the business at hand. I'm looking for a gentleman's gentleman. Well, so far, you're two gentlemen short. Precisely why you are here. I admit that I need a little polish. A little polish? You could use a gallon of glow coat. <laughs> what a delightful sense of humor. No doubt you've heard the old maxim, uh, brevity is the soul of wit. Of course. Well, shut up. <laughs> Just answer me this. Will you or will you not be my butler? My dear sir, this is a farce. I am not a butler. I'm a motion picture actor. Dubious career at best. <laughs> Look what pictures did to me, typed me. Every picture I was in, they made me play a fellow with a big nose. Why? <laughs> it's quite obvious. And get it off my chin. <laughs> Pardon me, I was carried away. <laughs> but Butlin is the only job for you, teacher. Feature is the name. Feature. Pardon me. My dear sir, 
Even if I were to give up the cinema and become a butler, I most assuredly would never enter the service of a creature of your ilk. And what, pray, is wrong with my ilk? <laughs> you, sir, are boorish, crass, overwhelmingly illiterate, and completely repugnant. How much of that is good? <laughs> None of it. It was purely a commentary on your lack of breeding. And if you tell me you breed fine through that great beak of yours, I shall scream. <laughs> Teacher? Treacher is the name, sir. Treacher. <laughs> to err is but human. <laughs> Go and get your salary. You're fired. What's more, you get no reference from me. Goodbye. I can think of no more desirable culmination to this repulsive association. Well, now that you've apologized, I'll keep you on. <laughs> Look, teacher. <laughs> I'm on a spot. You've got to help me out. I appeal to your baser instincts. <laughs> well, Mr. Durante, I suppose one should lend a hand to one's fellow human, though I use the word loosely. <laughs> Spoken like an Englishman and an alley. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just a tool of an educated breed. Right, right. Now, as regards the duties of your butler, I presume you'll want him to serve tea each afternoon? Never touch the stuff. You never drink tea? Nope. Them little bags get stuck in my throat. <laughs> snagging a butler like Durandy. I can't wait to come over to your house to dinner and have a... I have a beautiful new green dress that split pea soup will look lovely on. Oh, don't worry. I'll see that James doesn't serve the soup. I'll have the maid take care of that. Okay, and I'll take care of the maid. <laughs> How about a little song, Jude? How about you limping over a Largo for me? Oh, again with the singing? Well, you do a pretty good job of it. My mother says, but I like to take a whack at acting. I really do. I like to lay off the singing for a while. I say, you're, you're joshing, of course. No, I'd like to be an actor, but I, I never get a chance. 
You're a Joshian, of course. <laughs> I know, Bing, you never get a chance to sing with me. What do they want from me? Melody. I'm standing in a joint the other night, minding my own business, when a guy walks in and hollers, let's have some music, and drops a nickel in my nose. <laughs> well, it's those movie producers that are doing this thing to us, Jimmy. You too, Judy. That's right. I've always wanted to do a straight dramatic part. Me too. There's only one thing for the three of us to do. I'm reading your mind, Bingo. We'll go on strike. Exactly. No more singing. We'll make them give us dramatic parts. Right. I still think you three characters would be extremely blah without your voices. <laughs> a critic? Blah? Let's tell them off, Bingo. Okay. The groaner. The canary. And the nose. It's time they let us have our little fling. I'd like to be the heavy with designs on little Nell. I'd like to be the wistful one for whom they told the bell. I'd like to use the, my profile for its beauty, not the smell. And let those producers go to you nowhere. I'm wicked. I'm wistful. And I'm wonderful. Why should we have to sing in all our shows? Barry Boy and Bernard didn't have a dog on thing. On the groaner, the canary, or the nose. Uh, I'm a blackguard. I'm pensive. And I'm beautiful. <laughs> it's acting what we want without a song. Let hope go on alone. The dream is calling me, Pursuit. I want a part so sad I'd never have to show it to. They love me down at Duffy's. Archie says I'm very cute. Let's give three cheers for Edwin Booth. Rah, rah, rah. I'm evil. I'm fragile. And I'm ecstasy. I still insist you're better when you sing. Make sure he may have something. We bow to your opinion. <laughs> and we're happy to remain. Just Judy. And Jimmy. And the bee. A ring, dang, doodle, and a ball. You know, every time I go back to Minnesota, I wonder why nobody ever wrote a hit song about my home state. Something like, Minnesota, here I come. How about nice blue skies above Minnesota? <laughs> well, the skies aren't always so blue up there in the wintertime, Bing. I remember once when I was a kid, it was 40 degrees below zero. I wouldn't know. I'm a Malibu man myself. <laughs> Ah, but the summers, the summers in Minnesota are swell. It's the northernmost part of the United States, you know, and the June nights are only a few hours long. You call that good? <laughs> All that sunshine and the fertile ground makes Minnesota great farming country. Just ask any G.I. who ever ran a harvester down the Red River Valley. He'll tell you the kind of crops they raise. And, fellas, that M1 of yours probably started out as a chunk of iron ore up around Hibbing. That letter you wrote home last night may have been on paper from our great north woods. It's a swell state, Minnesota. I'm proud it's my home. And I know there's a few hundred thousand of us who feel the same way. We've got to pull together, we Minnesotans, for just one more duration, that's all. 
Here's love and good luck. Well, that's it, fellas. The end of another mail call letter. Signatures include Judy Garland, Bing Crosby, Jimmy Durante, Arthur Treacher, the Music Maids and Lee, the Hugh Martin Singers, and yours truly, Harlow Wilcox. This program was arranged with the cooperation of the Hollywood Victory Committee. Another mail call will be coming your way the next time you hear... This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.